Well, hello, family, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we're here to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I count it a privilege and a blessing to be your hostess on this podcast. So listen, we're back with the second and final part of the five big lessons the Lord taught me in 2015. Last time we covered promises, promises, and appearances can be deceiving. And if you missed that one, no worries at all. Just head over to BlendCouragesYou.com if you're not already there and check out the link for our last podcast. So let's see if we can get through the last three of these big five that the Lord taught me in 2015. So we'll have happy holidays. Think outside the circle and say what? That's what's coming up. All right. So next up is happy holidays. Now, I do realize that the official Christmas holiday season is over, but some situations occurred that will really have me looking at things in a more compassionate and through the eyes of Christ type way. A friend of mine was working on my computer and just remarked, I'll be glad when the holidays are over. This is a tough time for some people. Later that same week, another good friend remarked, the holidays are just not happy for everybody. In both cases, my friends had lost an immediate family member and understandably, the holidays brought some sadness. I really wanted to say something to make things better. I was led by the Lord to just listen to what they were saying and quietly pray. Lest you think that grief is unbiblical, let's take a look at Ruth chapter 1 verses 19 through 21. Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, was making her way back home to Bethlehem after the death of her husband and sons. As the townspeople were asking after her, she said, Call me Mara, meaning bitter, not Naomi, which means pleasant. For the Lord Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord brought me home empty, So why call me Naomi, seeing that the Lord testified against me and afflicted me? This woman was clearly grieving and she said so. Notice everybody, the word does not record anyone responding with familiar platitudes to quiet her down or to ease her pain. Proverbs 25.20 says, As he that takes away a garment in cold weather... And as vinegar upon nitre, so is he that sings songs to a heavy heart. Nitre was and still is a cleansing agent found in the lakes of Egypt. It's similar to what we know as baking soda. Nitre effervesced or bubbled when coming in contact with something acidic like vinegar. So think about it, everybody. As people are mourning their loss... Our well-intentioned selves can say acidic things like, don't cry, she wouldn't want you to be sad, he's not suffering anymore, you'll see her again, she is now in a better place, God needed her, he knows what he is doing, it was all for the best. Now, with the exception of God needed her, 
needed her for what? God does have plenty of resources, and once we leave earth, our work does cease. So the other sayings might well be true. Was it what needed to be said at the time? Are those words really going to comfort someone? I'll tell you, uh, some of those same remarks were said to a very revered and wonderful woman of God that I know who had lost her husband. And her response was, I know all that, but I don't want to hear it right now. For some reason, we want to hush and rush individuals through the grieving process. And even once the person is otherwise starting to do fine and may get sad, we want to quickly shoo that sadness away. We are human and losing someone in the flesh just hurts. It hurts and we will miss their presence, especially at certain times of the year and even certain moments. Don't get me wrong, everybody. It is hard to watch someone cry and grieve, and it is natural to want to comfort the person, and we should. The thing is, is that God knows what you should say, if anything, and will lead you accordingly if you just ask him. Proverbs 25 and 11 says, A word spoken fitly is like apples and gold in pictures of silver. When you think of what a stunning vision that is, how awesome would it be for us to speak that way? Yes, ask God how. And also know that sometimes just a listening ear, a quiet shoulder, or your silent presence can speak volumes. Think outside the circle. This moment came from a lunch with one of my best friends, Billy as we were talking about the gifts that God had given us and how difficult they can be to operate around people who know you well. Sound familiar? Yes, in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus had just finished powerfully teaching many great parables, like the sower, the wheat and the tare, and what the kingdom of heaven was like, to multitudes of folks by the shore. The word does not record the reaction to Jesus' teachings, but I'm thinking that the crowds were blessed by it based on what happens in that same chapter around verse 54. Jesus came home to teach in the synagogue, and the folk that already knew him started questioning his wisdom, mighty works that they had already seen him perform, and his family tree, where he came from. And the word says, they were offended in him, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor or is honored everywhere except in his own country and his own house. And he did not many mighty works because of their unbelief. And that's Matthew chapter 13, verses 57 through 58. Notice who questioned Jesus. It certainly was not the people outside of his circle, rather the ones in the circle, the ones who should be the most encouraging, believing, praying, and standing with you can sometimes be the toughest crowd. I can remember speaking at a function and looking out on the cold faces of the circle of folks I had known for years versus the encouraging smiles of the ones who were newer to the circle. 
I do not mind saying that that incident did sting quite a bit and would have neutralized me if I had leaned to my own understanding, contrary to what Proverbs 3 and 5 tells us. Rather, we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, according to Ephesians 6 and 10. If you are Holy Ghost filled, we have the power of the resurrected Christ in us to change the atmosphere, no matter how combative it may be. We also need to accept the fact that in some cases, we may not be well received at all among certain people. And unless God steps in, that fact will not change. But with the grace of God, we will not let that change us or the way we use the gifts that God has given us. Let the account we have to give God one day have him respond, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Matthew 25, 21. Our final topic is entitled, Say What?, And this is more of an observation and gentle public service announcement. Now, I've gotten to be a little bit more old school when it comes to sharing certain private aspects of my life. I just don't. With the onslaught, though, of smartphones and social media, not everyone feels that way. In fact, um, certain folks feel that it's okay to just post every picture and video and every thought that pops into the brain. I don't know if it's in exchange for free therapy, followers, or likes. I can tell you that that can backfire. I recall a story where a daycare provider posted something about not liking to be around lots of children. Yikes, yes, and that post was seen and she lost her job. Proverbs 29 and 11 says, A fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keeps it all in until afterward." Mary, the mother of Jesus, is a prime example of wisdom in action. In Luke chapter 2, angels have visited the shepherds to tell them about the birth of Jesus. And the scriptures let us know that the shepherds made it known abroad what the angels said. In all the excitement, Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. And that's verses 17 and 19, again of Luke chapter 2. So if the mother of our Savior, King, and Redeemer could keep quiet about such important information, how much more discretion should we have with our communication? Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with sharing appropriate information via social media or good news, provided it is your news to share. There's also nothing wrong with soliciting advice. We just want to make it a habit to go to God first. Proverbs 3 and 6 says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, acknowledge God, and he will direct your paths. Well, family, that concludes our series, and I trust you were as blessed as I was with the word of God, and now we just have to apply it. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. God bless you, and until the next time we're together, stay on the wall.